Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And today we are doing the second half of our Bobbin, our Barbie, Barbieheimer double feature. Barbenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) Double feature. We're doing Barbie. The Barbie movie. I was not expecting anything out of this movie. I really wasn't. When I saw they were doing this movie, I was like, oh, that's going to be terrible and had no desire to see this movie at all. Fair. And then as it was getting closer to release and more and more people were talking about it, I started getting a little like, I need to see this thing. I need to see what the talk is about. I need to (laughs) check this out. And yeah, yeah. So then I was like, honey, we need to cover this thing. Right. I, I was <laughs> struck by the, the whole like double feature thing. I thought that was hysterical. I love the idea that Barbie and Oppenheimer are facing <laughs> off in the box office, which honestly, I, I have to agree with Christopher Nolan. He said that this is good for movies. This is good for movies. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I, I don't think that you have to be exclusive to be in a movie theater. Obviously not. We have what? 10 Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Yeah. This is fine, you know? Right. So, yeah. So I, I had no frame of reference. I never played with Barbies. I I just, I, I had, did play with action figures. Some people might call them dolls, but you know. Now, I did play with Barbies. Okay. I actually still have Barbies. I still have some of the Barbies I had when I was a kid. I see. I still have them. I see. I remember going to my friend's house and she had one of those dream house things. I never had one of the Barbie dream houses, but my friend had it and it was so cool. There was an elevator in there and we would play with the dolls and play with the elevator because it was like three stories high or something. I don't know. Anyways, I, I played with Barbies. What kind of Barbies did you have? I don't remember that I had any ones in particular, you know, just, different you know some were blonde some were brunette I don't know that I had any that were like career Barbie or anything like that I do remember when and I don't remember how old I was but they finally came out with a Barbie with smooth legs and I loved it because most of the time the legs were kind of like a sticky rubber and it was really hard to get her clothes on and off (laughs) you pervert and so (laughs) then so then with the smooth legs, it was pretty cool. I also remember there coming out a Barbie that had flat feet one time. Oh, and that's a big plot point in this movie. It is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, but I had Skipper. I had the little, there was a little dog thing. I didn't have the dog that pooped. I didn't have <laughs> there, that one. That's a real thing. That's the dog a real that thing. pooped. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. Oh my. But I, I did have quite a few, few Barbies. Okay. So. What does Barbie mean to you? What does Barbie mean to me? Yeah. Like, that's one of the central themes in this movie is, Mm -hmm. does Barbie inspire or does Barbie hinder? What did Barbie do for you? What did you think when you were playing with Barbies? Do you remember? I don't know. You know, I I know that's a real big theme in this, but as a kid, I, I just played with them because I liked them. I, I liked doing the hair. I liked changing the clothes. You know, you do the whole you know, play house thing. You'd go off to your job. You know, I mean, it was just the thing. Your Barbie had a job? Yeah. When you play, you go off to work. Yeah. And, what did you your know? Barbie, what did your Barbie, what oh, was your Barbie different job? things. Probably, I, I would say probably a teacher a lot because, okay. you know, when I was little, you know, that was a big profession that, you know, appealed to me. Hmm. 
So it was probably a teacher a lot, I would guess. But Interesting. Yeah. But if you had a Barbie now, what would your Barbie, what would be your Barbie of choice now? Would it be career Barbie? Would it be president Barbie? Would you be with the Barbies? I'd probably be with a career Barbie. Career Barbie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think so. I, I still, I, I like how they've come out with the different ones to try and, you know, show women in different light. So, you know, you do have the career, you do have the postman, you do have the president, you, you know, you've got all those and that's, that's kind of neat, you know, right. that they've got the different ones there. Yeah. I do like in more recent years, they have given Barbie more realistic figures because that's always been a big issue, you mm-hmm. know, that, that Barbie just had an unrealistic figure with the very thin waist and the, you know, the bigger hips and the large chest. And it's just, it was just something that you, you couldn't really strive towards in real life health and be healthy. You know, that just wasn't there. And now they've got them that they're more normal. Like they're, they've got, you know, little bigger waist and you know like I said the flat feet and you know it's just normal and so I'm glad they've progressed along as they went so they they better reflect they better reflect the general population of women rather than Mm -hmm. this idealized version of right and give girls you know that that are looking at these dolls and you know you don't have to be unrealistic and unhealthy in your body shape and you could still be beautiful Mm -hmm. you could still be pretty and they could still love this doll you know so i i think it's important it's very important sure okay did you have a ken i did yep yeah Mm -hmm. what about alan i did not have an alan alan is ken's buddy (laughs) yeah and i feel like i had because i had skipper and I feel like there was like a maybe a teenage doll that was a boy doll, but I don't remember. Ah, I'm trying to remember, but I, I it's not going to come to me if there was a name or if I actually had that or if I'm just imagining that. But I feel like there was like a younger male doll at some point too. Okay. So what does Barbie mean to you now? Honestly, I don't think about Barbie at all now. I mean, it's been a long time since since I've even thought about Barbie. <laughs> right. So it's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know if I know, have an answer to that right now. I don't mean to hit you with a barrage of questions here, but I don't have any frame of reference for yeah. Barbie. So I figured that if anybody was going to talk most about this, it should be you. Right, right. Um, you had Barbies, and this movie is really geared towards someone like you or a you know younger, you know, woman or mm-hmm. you know girl mm-hmm. so yeah so i just figured i should get a little bit of a baseline of where you stood with barbie before we jump into this yeah this movie, i think so. for the most part i i still i still like the idea of the barbie doll more so that they've started adapting and giving us barbies of color we've had our first trans transgender barbie now i think it was in 21 or 22 oh that's a real thing that's yep. why that's why we have a trans actor in mm-hmm. here okay mm-hmm. okay yeah right. the first one was based or i don't know if it was laverne cox or if it was inspired by laverne cox but 
that's the person who Barbie kind of emulates, I guess, the transgender Barbie. <laughs> so I, I think for me, I think Barbie's still a good thing for girls to play with just because as, as long as you kind of let the girls see all of it instead yeah. of just certain ones or something, you know what sure. I mean? Because there's a lot of representation now and, yeah. and I think it's, it's a good toy for girls if that's something they're interested in. Now they're not always interested right. and I'm going to take that back. Cause I, this is a good toy for kids. If that's what they're interested in, not necessarily just girls, boys oh, sure. could like yeah. the t- Barbies too. Sure. Yeah, there's no absolutely. reason why they can't play with Barbies. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Barbie has evolved. I think it's important that Barbie has evolved. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that it's not just these stereotypes anymore, you know? It's probably what's kept it popular, too, throughout yeah. the years. Because, um, right. you know, you have a lot of other ones that, other toys that have been around and just have gone away. And, I mean, Barbie's still, I don't know if it's as popular now as it was back in the day, but I still think it's fairly popular. I mean, you go to, the toy store or the store and there's still a good aisle of Barbies and Barbie houses and Barbie animals and Barbie mm. cars and probably you know, more so now with this movie right? oh I'm sure yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's gonna be a lot more now but yeah hmm. all right well I'll stop grilling you for now <laughs> why don't we why don't you give us the cast and crew and then I We'll jump into the plot. All right. Sounds good. So this was directed by Greta Gerwig, and it was written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Oh, yeah. Sure. And we have lots of Barbies here. So we've got Margot Robbie as Barbie, Issa Rae as Barbie, <laughs> Kate McKinnon as Barbie, Alexandra Ship as Barbie, Emma McKay as Barbie, <laughs> Hari Neff as Barbie, Sharon Rooney as Barbie. Barbie? Oh, okay. Anna Cruz Kane as Barbie, Ridu Arya as Barbie, Dua Lipa as Barbie, and Nicola <laughs> Coughlin as Barbie. Now, there was a ton more Barbies, but this was kind of like the core, like we saw more often in the movie. These are the main Barbies. Yeah. Then we have America Ferreira as Gloria, Ariana Greenblatt as Sasha. And we have some Kens here. We have Ryan Gosling. He plays kind of the main Ken to Margot Robbie's Stereotypical Barbie. Ken and yeah. stereotypical Barbie is yep. what they're called. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And then we have Simu Lu as Ken, Kingsley Bed-Adir as Ken, and John Cena as like a cameo type <laughs> role as a Ken mermaid <laughs> in here. Yeah. We also get, boy, I don't know how to say his name, but Kuti Gatwa as Ken and he is uh, that dude he's the next uh, next Doctor Who oh okay cool yeah so that's that's pretty fucking cool we have Michael Sarah in here as Alan Rhea Perlman as Ruth and sh- Ruth is actually the creator of Barbie back in the 50s Will Farrell plays the Mattel CEO interesting and then Helen Mirren is the narrator also interesting I love Helen Hearn's voice. I can, I would listen to her, read whatever. She's got a great voice. And okay, so right off the bat with Will Ferrell as the CEO of Mattel, I'm thinking of the Lego movie. I yep. thought about the Lego movie a lot in this movie. Yeah? Yeah. So, okay. Will Ferrell. I, I love Will Ferrell. I know you're kind of, you know, on again, off again with Will Ferrell. 
Michael, like most of his stuff. He does yeah. get a little weird with some things, but <laughs> That's you what know, I love about him, it's he's he does he does his thing. Yeah, let him do his thing. And Rhea Perlman, I love Rhea Perlman probably because of Cheers, but she's adorable. She's such a sweet old lady now, you know, like just just such a sweet lady. Mm-hmm. So anyway, shall we talk about the story? Sure. So this movie opens with an homage to like m- one of my favorite movies of all time. Do you know what the movie is? I do. You do. Did you did you know what it was before? No, because I've okay. never seen the movie. Okay. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey mm-hmm. and they do fantastic stuff with it. It's little girls playing with dolls, right? Mm-hmm. And the narrator's talking and telling us about how, you know, little girls have played with dolls and then the doll, Barbie, appeared. Yeah. And, it, and she appears like the monolith in 2001 A Space Odyssey. They even have one of the kids go up and touch her leg like the, 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 the apes were touching the monolith in, in 2001 A Space Odyssey and then running away from it a little bit. Mm. And there's kids bashing their dolls with other dolls and then throwing a doll up into the air. It was, <laughs> I was cackling. I thought it was great. The, what a great way to like start a movie by making a comparison from you know 2001's 2001's opening is a story of human evolution and so of course this is a story of the evolution of dolls and toys for children right loved it i i did not know <laughs> that this was that movie yeah but i knew it was something right i mean it was so different right. from the rest yeah. of the movie that I knew it had to be something. I mean, it wasn't shot for shot or anything like that, but it was... Sounds like it was fairly close. It was fairly <laughs> close. Now, when you get to... The, it Basically, 2001's opening is like 30 or 40 minutes long. Mm. And and what we get here is actually just a slimmed down version of it. The bits that we get are very accurate to the movie, but it is not nearly the whole thing. There's... Bits where like tigers are attacking and they learn how to use sure. tools and blah blah blah. Not germane to a Barbie movie, but you know, uh, yeah, this was this was Chef's Kiss, brilliant. I loved it. Um, so Barbie, they, they, we we cut now to Barbie Land, where Barbie, stereotypical Barbie, Margot Robbie's Barbie, lives with a whole bunch of other Barbies. In a matriarchal society where the women are self-confident, self-sufficient, they're successful, they all have great jobs like as doctors or lawyers or the president or whatever. And their Ken counterparts basically spend their days doing recreational things. Mm-hmm. Like they hang out at the pool, they beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. kinds of stuff, right? And... Stereotypical Ken, Barbie's, our Barbie, Margot Robbie's boyfriend, is only happy when when Barbie looks at him, basically. That's mm-hmm. the only time when that she he, notices him. Yeah. When she notices him, that's when he's happy. And he wants to, what? Okay, I want to back up just yeah. a sec. So I loved this set. This set was like bringing back childhood memories <laughs> of these doll houses now like i said i didn't have one but i remember commercials and thinking these were so cool and like i said my friend had one that had the elevator in it but i loved how they moved around 
like they were being played with. Mm -hmm. Because when you're playing with that dollhouse, you don't take the doll down the stairs. You just move them down the stairs. I love that. That pink slide, that was, I don't know that that was on one of the houses, but I feel like it was on maybe a boat or something. Okay. But Margot Robbie, that was actually her request that she have a slide from her bedroom to her pool <laughs> in the set. And so that's what they did. Awesome. I I really enjoyed this whole setup. The fridge, when you open it, it's like the Barbie fridge. It's stickers on the back, you know, and yeah. then you have in the door, you would have little cartons and stuff that you could play with. Her hairbrush is comically large right. compared to the doll. Same thing. Every time you'd buy a Barbie, you'd get one of these larger brushes for the doll but it was so that way kids hands it worked for kids hands sure yeah i I love this set (laughs) i love the detail anybody that's a barbie fan i think will love this because it was it just really brought back you know just the thoughts of playing with these toys and just the nostalgia and stuff like that it was so cool they did an amazing job interesting okay so i didn't realize there was that much detail to it oh that yeah you could recall that i yeah. i know that they really went went all out on it yeah um and it looked it looked fantastic yeah it looked great yeah it was very bright like mm-hmm. like a technicolor bright type thing you know yeah and i really like the juxtaposition of that because later we're going to get the real world huh. and i love the juxtaposition of barbie world where it is everything is bright and plastic and shiny and perfect and the water isn't really water and the waves aren't really waves and the sand isn't really sand Mm -hmm. the juxtaposition to the real world where everything is just kind of a little less yeah bright a little less enthusiastic a little more day-to-day humdrummy you know so So, yeah so ken stereotype i'm gonna i'm just gonna call ken stereotypical ken from now on okay or i'm gonna call stereotypical ken ken i guess is what i'm gonna say what this this is the problem that we're going to have is I'm not going to know which Barbie or Ken I'm going to be well, talking about. Well, I think about. for the most part we follow Ryan Gosling's right. Ken and we follow Margot Robbie's Barbie. So right. I think if we just say Ken and Barbie, that's who we're talking about. If we want to talk about another one, let's add the name to a different one. Oh, so I would say let's I, just do Ken. I, let's just do Barbie. Okay, I'm I'm down with that. Okay. That works for me. So Ken really wants to have like a closer relationship with Barbie, but she doesn't. Really, she's not really interested in that. She wants to have girls' night. She has girls' night every night, mm-hmm. which I find this interesting because you know, as the when the toys came out, I mean, Ken is Barbie's counterpart. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's what he was he was built and sold for. You know, was, yes, but was well, for that. So yeah. I love that Barbie's not really interested. <laughs> this it's just interesting way to put this, and I I really liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, yeah. she's just not really into that, you know? Yeah. I, 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 it's like an arranged marriage, yeah. right? What, she what has I, to tolerate him, but right. she's really not happy he's there. Right. The thing that I thought was cute was that he was like, well, you know, maybe I thought I'd stay the night. And she's like, okay, why? Yeah. <laughs> like To do what? <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do? It's my dream house. So yeah. what do you want to do? Now, we don't get an idea where the Kens are when the Barbies are asleep in the dream houses, do we? Nope. They never tell us the kind of house that Ken lives in. Didn't Ken have like a thing, like his own like place? I do not remember there hmm. ever being a Ken house. Okay. All right. It was always the Barbie dream house. Interesting. Okay. 
See, well, I was when I, the toys that I played with were uh-huh. Transformers. So you had Decepticons and Autobots, right? Yeah. So you had them both, and they both got played with equally. There wasn't like there wasn't like this like division of like boy Transformers and girl Transformers. They were all boys. Right. Then when they introduced a girl Transformer in Transformers the movie, everybody was like, "Holy shit! How does that even work?" Yeah. You know. I don't. I don't have a frame of reference for this. Like boy toy, girl toy, like mm-hmm. the figures, you know, and like like okay. right. So, all right. So they, Barbie goes off to have girls' night and they have a dance party. But at the dance party, she starts to. She asks if anybody ever thinks about death, <laughs> <laughs> and it stops everything in its tracks. It was this. It was it was a really funny moment because yeah. the way Margot Robbie plays it, and I, I, I appreciated it. But what what we're gonna find out is that this isn't just an anomaly. This is there's a reason for why this Barbie is now thinking about mortality, and she we find out that the next day she can't complete her normal routine. She falls out she of the house. Falls out of the house. She her toast comes out burnt the she finds cellulite yeah no she doesn't find cellulite there well yeah she finds a blemish Isn't she does supposed to be cellulite? she finds that when she's with weird barbie though oh okay all right so she finds a blemish on her skin and she also realizes is this the point where she realizes that her feet right flat? she goes to the beach and when she takes her shoes off yeah. her instead of her feet staying pointed which i did appreciate that too that they all walked around pointed feet because yeah. that's how barbies are right Your feet are always pointed right then they go flat i thought that was kind of a funny moment too because everybody's just like absolutely disgusted by the flat feet and they're like gagging and <laughs> they're stuff. just regular feet too but they're a yeah. lot of people are like <laughs> the kens are like even like reacting to it now. Did Ken? Ken didn't have pointed feet, right? Ken's feet were flat, right? Yeah, Ken has flat feet. Yeah, interesting. No, nope. <laughs> interesting. Well, he doesn't have to fit into high heel shoes. She makes a comment that she would never wear high heels if her if her feet weren't shaped that way. Yes, thank you very much. That is a true statement. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of comments like that that maybe get overlooked a lot of times by by men when women say them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of that commentary in here, so. I appreciated that they put that in. I noticed a lot of stuff in this movie that you talk about that that is in this movie. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So they tell her they when whenever after everybody's done like vomiting or pretending to vomit, they tell her she's got to go and see Weird Barbie. (laughs) And Weird Barbie, she is she's kind of like this soothsayer, kind of like this like wise person up on the mountain type of a thing but I love she's weird barbie it's like sid got a hold of her from toy story now the reason why i love this is because in so my sister also had barbies now she mm-hmm. wasn't a huge barbie fan but yeah. her being a girl she would get barbie sometimes for gifts and you know they would end up in the box or the pile with all of my barbies <laughs> <laughs> and almost all of her Barbies had the hair chopped down to nothing. And her Barbies played with G.I. Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought this was amazing because this is what happens. Sometimes girls are like, oh, I'm going to try cutting her hair and see what it looks like. 
And I've seen dolls that are missing arms or have colors on their face. And, you know, I've, I've yeah. seen that. Now, I didn't ever do that with my dolls. Right. But I've seen pl- enough of it that I loved that they put <laughs> Weird Barbie in here because it is so realistic. Okay. So, question. Yeah. How much do Barbies cost? They're I, not cheap, right? I don't know how much they cost back in the day. I honestly don't remember. I'd have to look it up a little bit. They can't be cheap. <laughs> As a parent, if my kid, like, cut the hair of the doll that I just bought them, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I, d- I don't think my sister cared because she <laughs> saw what her Barbies looked like. They had the chopped off hair. I mean, there was a little bit of hair left there. Not yeah. much. <laughs> to be fair, I would reel it in and be like, all right, they're being creative. Just let them do their thing. But my gut reaction would be, are you kidding me? I just spent like 40 bucks on that thing. No. You know, I honestly don't know if my mom even noticed. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know if she noticed that. And honestly, I don't know if my mom or dad ever bought Shanna Barbie. I think it was mainly she got Barbies because she oh. never asked for Barbies. Okay. That's just not what she was into. Gotcha. So I don't, she would get them from gifts from like aunts or uncles or, you know, stuff aunts like that. Uncles who- yeah didn't listen to what they wanted or what she wanted yeah. or whatever. Well, you know, I mean. That's how aunts and uncles are. Yeah. Generally speaking. Well, Barbies were big, so, you yeah. know, she, she's she's a girl. Obviously, she wants a Barbie. Obviously. So, she goes and she meets Weird Barbie, and, and Weird Barbie tells her that there is a cure for what ails her, but it means that she has to go to the real world and find the kid that was playing with her. So, they travel to the real world. And now, again, I'm thinking of the damn Lego movie. <laughs> Which, I'm to be fair, not a bad thing. The Lego movie is actually brilliant. I really like the original Lego movie. Mm-hmm. So, she there's there's a path that she has to take. She has to go... By car, by boat, by bicycle, by rocket ship, and by rollerblade or something to mm-hmm. get to Mattel headquarters or at least to mm-hmm. Los Angeles, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. I felt like it was only there to show like all the different like- The toys. Of transportation, the toys that you- the, the, Those are the toys those that are toys. have okay. been sold so, in previous times. Yeah. This made me think of Transformers the movie, the 1986 animated Transformers movie that came out. And the reason that it made me think of that is they murdered all of the original Transformers and introduced a whole new line of Transformers. And guess what was sitting at the store when you went to the store the <laughs> next day? All the brand new friggin' Transformers. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, man, they're really trying to sell this stuff, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. not really what they're doing. It's, they're they're just trying to put that in there to kind of spark that nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. That, and it, which it worked. It's, apparently it worked for you, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they get to Venice Beach and they are, they're dressed. Yeah, because Ken stows away here. She was oh, going to yeah. go by Sorry. herself and Ken, he hides in the car. For right. Her, so. Yeah, because he, he just can't stand to be away from her. Also, I love that she makes him sit in the back seat <laughs> and like on the spaceship, he's like hanging off the back. Like he's not like with her up front. He's just, he's really a stowaway just following her. Why do you love that? What makes you love that? I I feel like she's still in charge then. Okay. You know, like she's not letting him come in and rescue her. 
Gotcha. This is her mission. Gotcha. This made me think that this was that Ken was the hanger on. Like mm-hmm. he's literally a hanger on in mm-hmm. the in the in the rocket ship scene. Mm-hmm. So Ken's just there because she's allowing it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I I I get that. I get that. But mm-hmm. that worked for you. Yeah, I thought okay. that was kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. I I wish that he would have found out that she had gone and he had gone there by himself yeah. rather than be a stowaway. Yeah. Because it, I think it would have informed his character a little bit more as like this desperate person for her attention. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the stowaway thing is fine and it made for some, you know, goofy jokes with the whole him, him sitting in the back and him being a hanger on and all that. But I think that there would have been, I mean, I guess it does, it works either way. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there ever was like a draft where he did go on yeah, his own because maybe. apparently it's pretty easy to just wander in and out of the real world it is i i enjoyed ken's story in this too so i you know i i know i'm kind of coming from this from the female perspective and what it's like to be a female in the real world type of thing right but i do like ken's story too in here because he just wants to be validated right you know and it's not necessarily wrong. I mean, you know, no, he, it's not. he's, he's kind of pushed to the side and she never addresses how she actually feels about him. And so he's just kind of in this weird spot. And so I feel like th- I, they did a good job with his story too, where they kind of resolve this by the end. Mm-hmm. So I do. And so even though I'm saying I love this and, you know, I want her to be the one that's doing this and he's not saving her and stuff. I still enjoy his story. No, absolutely. I have no problem with him being pushed aside. I just thought it would be, I think I felt like it would have been more interesting move for him to have made the conscious choice to go and follow her to Mm -hmm. the real world. But again, not important how he got there really. Yeah. Now, Although we wouldn't have gotten this great rollerblading scene <laughs> the roller if they weren't together. The and this here is a huge turn for Barbie because she's coming from Barbie land which the females are all in power and they have this this notion or this thought for some reason that because of them everything's perfect in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. And that everything's the same like women have all these this power and these rights and can do all this stuff and she is immediately immediately torn down right like in the real world to stuff that actually happens to women on Mm -hmm. a regular basis and this is where i think about things that you talk about Mm -hmm. because she starts talking about i have this sense of unease Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm being like looked at but not in a nice way you Mm -hmm. know and like like Mm-hmm. I get that, like, I hear those things from you a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, and I think because we've had those conversations, I'm attu- I'm in tune to what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what she's talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, <sighs> I think it was funny that Ken was like, they're looking at me. And it turns out, well, some of them are. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I thought that was great. <laughs> Because like you know, you at first it comes kind of comes off as like he's a little conceited, but no, no, they're actually some of the men are looking at him. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's cool, yeah, you know. yeah. So, but I, 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 I like this scene as well because it immediately sets the tone that the real world is not what the Barbies, like you said, imagine it to be. Mm-hmm. Now, I, we don't get any frame of reference. I don't think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, we don't really get a frame of reference for why the Barbies believe this. I don't know if they said why. Okay, good. So I, we don't have that frame then. 
I I imagine that like Buzz Lightyear or um, like like Emmett from the Lego it's movie. It's programmed in their It's head. programmed into them, yeah. right? Like Barbie is made that way. She they, There's even going to be later on a, a scene where she's going to have to get back in the box. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I remember this. I remember what this smells like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that whole thing where like there is that, there's that recognition that, wait, everything I've been told isn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And she's not ready to go back to that. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit here. But I think it's interesting to to kind of give us that like that's it. Like you said, it, she gets torn down really quickly, mm-hmm. and it's literally a slap. She gets smacked on the ass at mm-hmm. one point, and thankfully she turns around and punches yeah, the dude. She does she punched him right in the face? It's great. I wonder if that's the first time she punched anybody. Probably oh, is. Probably. I mean, if you look, think about Barbie World or Barbie Land. Then who would she punch? Who, who is she going to punch? No Ken? She's not going to punch Ken. She just tells Ken to get out of here, yeah. and then she goes has a party. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They get arrested a couple of times for crazy, weird shit. They're trying to, like, they try to get clothes, and they just walk off out of the store with these clothes on. And, mm-hmm. like... We also get, like, a dressing down of Barbie by the cops. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, like, talking to her as if she's an object instead of a person. And, Mm -hmm. of course, these guys don't know that she's Barbie Barbie. They just think that she's some weird chick that, you know, like, robbed the store or, you know, or whatever, right? So, this stuff is everywhere in the real world. Mm -hmm. You know, there's guys dismissing women for things and that sort of stuff, right? So, Barbie, she... she's like, okay, look, I just have to sit down and think about this. And I just need to, if I just focus, I can figure out what's going on. So she, she does that. And Ken's like, what am I going to do? And she's like, just walk that way, which turns out to be this great big tactical error because Ken wanders off and he experiences patriarchy for the first time. And he's like, fuck yes. (laughs) He's like, I want this. (laughs) So he realizes that, idiot this guy is he realizes that men and horses <laughs> rule the world <laughs> men and horses god damn it <laughs> such a moron this guy <laughs> and so get some good stuff later though <laughs> oh my god i know it really does so while ken is off on this discovery of a world that's not run by women he or excuse me barbie has a vision of a little girl, a tween girl named Sasha, who is her owner or was her owner. And she sees that this kid is, you know, troubled and whatever. So she decides to go to the school to talk to Sasha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets torn down by Sasha as well because she, Sasha thinks she's a nut job, right? Mm-hmm. And then when she when she says, I'm Barbie, you know, Sasha's like, even if you are Barbie, you're, you know, all the negative things that you think about Barbie, mm-hmm. Sasha pours on to her. Yeah. Like, you know, you're 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 encouraging unrealistic beauty standards, you you know, you don't you don't live in the real world, you don't you know, all these other things, you know. So she leaves the school and she sits and she's crying and the Mattel folks 
pick her up. They they sent out like this crack unit to like, mm-hmm. you know, go because apparently we get this cut to like the Mattel headquarters, where by the way none of the cubicles have doors. <laughs> no, they're like boxes. You have to crawl over the wall or something. I I I love how subversive this movie is. <laughs> They all work in these... How do they get out? doesn't matter. They work here. They don't get out. There's no getting out. You work here. (laughs) So, but anyway, one of the guys in one of the cubicles has discovered that Barbie and Ken have come from Barbie land and Mm -hmm. they're in the real world. And apparently this has happened before. So they send out this crack team to go and find them. They track down... Barbie, they put her in a van and they take her to the Mattel headquarters. And meanwhile, Ken's like, I could go with her or I could go back to Barbie land. Mm-hmm. So he decides he's going back to Barbie land and he's going to bring patriarchy to Barbie land. Now, yes. did you notice on his trip back to Barbie land, he is in the same position as he was on the way out. He did not take the lead position in the vehicle. <laughs> no, I didn't even notice. He, so he's still off the back of the off the back of the spaceship. Oh my god! He's still in the back of the car. I mean, he's in. He does not take the lead position even on his way back. That's hysterical. I wasn't paying attention to that because I was laughing too hard. Because the sequence of them <laughs> traveling to and from Barbie Land is hysterical. <laughs> like they go through all this stuff, and like it's like this split second. It's like here we're here, now we're here, now we're here, and like it seems to be instantaneous, and nobody is phased by it except that when humans go eventually, like later we're gonna see. Um, Sasha and her mother go, yeah. and when they go, they are definitely like, whoa, hey, hold on, how did this happen? How are we here? <laughs> ah, just go with it. It is like, it's just batshit crazy, and I, I thought it was hysterical. So so Barbie is taken to meet the executives, right? Is that what happens next year? Yep. Okay. Barbie is taken to, see, to meet the Mattel executives, which are all men. And she assumes that none of them are actually the CEO, so she asks to speak to the CEO, whoever, whatever woman that is. And they're like, no, no, that's us. But we're all sons of mothers, so we're okay. We're, we're friendly, right? Yeah. And Will Ferrell's character is just wanting to, like, get her back to Barbie land, you know, so mm-hmm. she can kind of forget the real world and get back to being a toy. And this is where we get the get back in the box scene. Mm-hmm. What I love about this is that it's only when the twist ties are starting to tighten on her hands that I think she realizes, no, 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 I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to not realizing that everything that we've been told is wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. I love that about this movie because you cannot put back in the box the the things that you learn. Like if you We can't go back to a different like how it was before. Right. We can't do that, even though a lot of people want to. Right. You just can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean there is no going back. And any time that you're looking back at something like that, it's with rose colored glasses, guys. You know, you're not you're not remembering it in a present moment, you're remembering it through a vi- uh, th- through a veil of nostalgia, mm-hmm. which is another reason that I love this movie is that they present all of this as nostalgia only to break it down and say, this isn't how it really is. This isn't how things are. Mm-hmm. And they do it through this experience that Barbie has, which I thought was great. So she says she has to go to the bathroom, not to go to the bathroom, but to fix her hair because she doesn't have, she doesn't have women, she doesn't have any like human parts yeah. where she can do that, right? Yeah. So 
So she takes off, and then we get this bumbling like chase from the Mattel executives. So she's going back to Barbie Land. Oh wait, she doesn't know where she's going just yet, but she escapes because Sasha's mom realizes that she's the Barbie. Yep. Right. She's Barbie, and it comes out when when Sasha's mom picks her up. She's like, "Get in, come on, I'll I'll help you." Right. Mm-hmm. Sasha's in the car with her. Rolling her eyes the whole way, by the way. Mm-hmm. Typical teenagers. Right, typical teenagers. <laughs> they are God. just not into this thing. Teenagers, man. <laughs> They're all, it's a lot of work. A lot of <laughs> so, patience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when it comes out that it's that, that she's Barbie, Gloria is... It turns out Gloria is the reason that Barbie is having these dreams of death. Yeah, so Barbie is actually Gloria's Barbie. She originally Gloria's Barbie? Yes. I thought it was Sasha's Barbie, but Gloria no. was playing with her toys. No, because we see Gloria playing with Barbies when she's younger. No, I, that's meant to be. I thought that was also, meant to be. Yeah. one thing that I saw in my research was Weird Barbie. The girl that's playing with Weird Barbie, her name was Gloria also. See, I thought that Weird Barbie was Gloria's Barbie. Mm-hmm. And that stereotypical Barbie was Sasha's Barbie, but sh- but Gloria, because we see at one point we see in the vision that Gloria takes one of the Barbies out of a box mm-hmm. of things that are going to be donated or given away or going mm-hmm. to yard sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like she saved it because she talks later about how, you know, she started to play with the with this toy because she missed the time that she was spending with her daughter and she missed her daughter when she wasn't so moody and grumpy mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And at that point I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to cry at this fucking movie. But because I have a lot of those types of things going on with mm-hmm. my kid right now, right, with Miles, right, so you're right, in that same I'm exact right in spot. That, yeah. I'm right in that 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 yeah. that zone right now. And it's right possible. Now. I took it as she was Gloria's Barbie, but oh. it could be Sasha's Barbie. I okay. mean, see, that's how I one, took it. Yeah, I took it as because I mean, Barbie even keys on Sasha as being her owner. You know what I mean? So I think that was like the original, like when she when she saw the vision, she saw Sasha playing with her with her mom. Like I, that's what I took it as. I took that was mom and Sasha played Barbie. But every together. vision, I thought every vision she had though, Gloria was in it. Right, because because Gloria and Sasha were playing Barbie. Yeah, and I think the idea that her saving the Barbie is trying to give us the idea that she's the one that's generating the. The rift or whatever it is. Okay. I, I think. I'm not 100% sure. And honestly, I mean, all points are valid. So if you mm-hmm. feel like this was Gloria's Barbie, I think that works too. You know? Mm-hmm. So I just felt like, I always felt like, or always felt like, I felt like while we were watching this, that this was Gloria playing with Sasha's Barbie because she was kind of having her own, like, issue with, mm-hmm. like, the kid growing up, where does that leave her, you know, that sort of thing, you know. But because she was doing that, whosoever Barbie it was, that's what caused this rift for Barbie. That's what caused her to start thinking about mortality, start, and like things like getting those blemishes and all that fun stuff. That's yeah, because she made a cellulite Barbie. She made it. That's right. She was drawing all these Barbies. She drew yeah. cellulite Barbie. She, she drew. Obsessed with death Barbie. Obs- yeah. Cellulite Barbie. Yeah. I can't remember what the other one was. I don't remember yeah. either, but they are being chased by the Mattel executives, and she says, look, we're all, Barbie says, look, we're going to all three of us go to Barbie land to escape them. 
Meanwhile, Ken has converted Barbie Land into a patriarchal system. <laughs> I, it, how he did this so quickly, I do not know. But I think it actually speaks to you know we we talked about that we talked about that video every once in a while where the woman's like I I don't think a woman can be president. I think that's a man's job. Yeah. This speaks to that, I think. In that in Ken's perfect vision, women will just say, you know what, he's right. Yeah, like they were somehow all like brainwashed really quickly by Ken. Yeah. Or the Kens. Right. Yeah, the Kens because he gets them all to yeah. know, get in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they all end up in like submissive roles like maids and housewives and girlfriends that always agree with everything that you say. And they're massage people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beer. What does he say? Well, uh, what does he say is uh, brewski beer? Get me a brewski beer or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Everything's like. He's got to add extra words uh, to everything, yeah. right? Like the way he called. What, what did he call his house? Oh, God. I don't like, even remember. Like Casa. Home. Yeah. Some, uh, there's right. like four words in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what the heck? So Barbie, when she gets back, she sees this and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She talks to Ken and says, look, you have got to let us bring things back to the way they were because, you know, this is, this doesn't work. But he's like, nah, this is my, this is, this is Ken's dream house now. This, this is, is how is, it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. This is, you know, patriarchy. Men and horses are supposed to rule the world. And in fact, they're, <laughs> One of the jokes I think that you were talking about earlier is that there used to be a Mount Rushmore of the Barbies, mm-hmm. and they were all changed to Mount Rushmores of horses, not cans, horses. horses, horses, horses. Because yep. <laughs> the men and the horses. We're even going to get like later when there's this big fight scene. We're going to get like one of the guys has like a hobby horse, like the little horse. There's that, like, several guys that have like the hobby well, horses. This yeah. one, this one in particular, though he he has one of the hobby horses and. There during the fight, like something happens to the hobby horse, and he's trying to give it mouth to mouth. I just, good lord, that gotta save the horse, right? Because you can't yeah. rule without men and horses. You need them both. You need them both. So, Barbie is depressed, and sh- and Gloria inspires her, and she gives her this big speech about like how you know being a woman isn't easy. I this is my favorite part of the movie. It was a great monologue. This, America Ferrera. This nails was this. Yeah. Awesome. So they were at Weird Barbie's house, so they take refuge in Weird because Weird Barbie does not get brainwashed. Mm. And then there's a few other odd Barbies <laughs> that also don't get brainwashed. So, so they're all kind of hiding out at Weird Barbie's house. And this speech that Gloria gives is amazing. I tried looking it up because I wanted to read it again. It was that impactful for me. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely loved it. I felt every single word she said. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they actually, that's what they actually use to deprogram the Barbies too. Yes. And then yep. when they finally come up with their plan. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Was there really a doll whose boobs grew? Yes. Shut up. Yep. Teenage Skipper. Teenage Skipper. Yep. So basically a puberty skipper that would, you moved her arm and she'd get bigger boobs. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think it lasted very long, but it was there. <laughs> I looked it up because I was like, I don't remember this doll, but yeah, there was one. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
They also have a dig at the Snyder Cut. Oh my God, that was good too. I I laughed so friggin' hard at that. And it, the extended cut. <laughs> uh, the extended cut, right. Yes, the extended cut of, oh my God. Guys. Greta Gerwig, man, you're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like that. Uh, this is making me want to go back and watch Lady Bird, which I, I, I've got, I've had it. I haven't gone and looked at it. I haven't watched it. I've, it's been on my list and it's been like, okay, I got to watch this, but other stuff gets piled on top. I want to watch that because this movie is fucking subversive and I love it. And if this is any kind of clue as to what Lady Bird is like, I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. I have to watch it now. So the Barbies are going to rescue the Barbies that have not been converted, have not been deprogrammed, I should mm-hmm. say, by distracting the Kens, mm-hmm. and then two other Barbies are going to come in and take them away. Mm-hmm. And they're going to sit them down in front of Gloria, and Gloria's going to give them the speech. Yeah. And that will snap them right out of it, which it does. So they do this and they do this and they keep doing this. And then they have to, they find, they find out that the Kens are planning a vote to basically do away with all of the government that the Barbies have and install Kens as the government and as the rulers of Barbie Rewrite Land. the constitution. Re- rewrite the constitution of Barbie world. Barbie land, excuse me, not Barbie world. So... The Kens are obsessed with this song called Push. Oh, yeah. By the... <laughs> Matchbox 20. Right. And they yep. just sing it over and over and over again. This is actually how the Barbies are able to get the Kens to turn on one another. Mm-hmm. They show affection to other Kens, and the Kens start getting jealous of each other. Mm-hmm. It causes a, I don't know, the Great Ken War of 2023. <laughs> I don't yep. know. It's this ridiculous fight scene, which is hysterical, too, by the yes. way. This is where yep. we get the guy giving mouth-to-mouth to a hobby horse. I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> and the Barbies, meanwhile, are going to codify their rights. Roe versus Wade, anyone? Jesus. When why? The problem is, of course, no, well, I don't want to get too deep into politics. The problem here, of course, is that the Democrats have had plenty of time to codify Roe versus Wade, and they didn't. But... They decide that they're showing us how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You distract them, and then you do what you need to do, right? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, after this is all done, our Barbie and Ken they end up apologizing to each other. They acknowledge that they both have failings, and Ken, you know, says, "Look, I don't have any identity or purpose without you. I don't, I don't exist unless you're looking at me, basically." But Barbie says, "Look, go and find yourself." Figure out who you are, right? But this actually doesn't help Barbie because Barbie needs to figure out who she is. Yeah, she's no longer sure of who she is. She's no longer sure. She doesn't want to be a stereotypical Barbie anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And this, I think, is an important message too, right? Isn't this an important message? You can be whoever you need to be, Yeah. right? So she has a choice to make. And we get, what, what happens is we end up, she, we end up seeing uh, the the spirit of Ruth Handler, who is the co-founder of Mattel and the creator of Barbie. Mm-hmm. Now, she is a lady that kind of helped Barbie escape the Mattel headquarters at one point, or at, the, at that point where she was trying to get away. And she tells Barbie that her story doesn't have an ending. And she's always going to evolve. Barbie will always evolve. 
it's going to grow beyond what was, which was this model character that, you know, was, was yes, a, a bad representation of a ba- of bad body image, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, or, or instilled bad body image in a lot mm-hmm. of people. But it grew, and mm-hmm. she can grow too. She mm-hmm. just has to take those steps. So stereotypical Barbie decides that she is going to leave Barbie land mm-hmm. and go back to the real world. Why anybody would want to go back to the real world is beyond me, but she does it. And the next time we see her, Gloria and her husband and Sasha are taking Barbie, who now goes by the name Barbara Handler, because we find out that Barbie was named after Ruth Handler's daughter, Barbara. Mm-hmm. They're dropping her off at this building, this office building, and she's dressed real going nice. Going to her first job interview. It seems that way, doesn't it? But no, <laughs> she's not. She's actually going to uh, her first ever gynecological visit. So she's going to the gynecologist, yep. which I thought was a great <laughs> joke at the end there. Yep. That, was, that was a great joke. Yep. So, And that's, that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Now, I will say this. There is a scene later where we didn't mention Alan at all. And isn't that just like his character? Yeah. Nobody even fucking cares about him. <laughs> we didn't even mention him. But anyway, so I, I wanted to point out that there was a scene where Gloria tells the CEO or the executives at Mattel about her versions of Barbie, and they love it. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to make this. But she's <laughs> not getting any extra money for her Barbie ideas. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. She needs to get a that's contract bullshit. first. Huh? She needs to get a contract first. Yeah, that's bullshit is what it is. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Anyway, so, yeah, let's see in the movie. Do you have any other notes or anything that yeah, you want to Yeah, I got a couple add? other things I want to talk about. So, you just mentioned Alan in here. <laughs> he was introduced in 1964 as Ken's best friend, and he was... Boyfriend, supposed to be boyfriend girlfriend with Midge. So remember, Midge was the one that was pregnant. The pregnant one, yeah. Yeah. So they actually did have a pregnant Barbie at one point, but they pulled it because there was backlash to it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Parents didn't like that. Well, I'm. Not, I guess I don't have a problem with a pregnant Barbie, but my question is, if they don't have genitalia, how did they get pregnant? I, yeah. Anyways, in these are things we're not supposed to think about. Ninety. Yeah. They came out with wedding day Midge dolls, and that was Midge and Alan supposed to be getting married, I guess. So, I see. Yes, so Alan's a married man. But in the movie, those two are not even... They never like, even interact. Yeah, they don't interact at all. So. Interesting. So Barbie has undergone tons of different Barbie fonts throughout the years. And the one that they use in this movie is the one that was on Barbie products from 1975 to 1991. Okay. So it's kind of stylized in that that font. Interesting. There. Okay. That's the one that I recognize as the Barbie font. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Ruth Handler. So somebody mentions that she had, she was the, you know, creator of Barbie and co-founder of Mattel, but then she had some tax issues. Yeah. She actually did have tax it's evasion. It's Rhea Perlman's character. Yeah. 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 She actually, Ruth really did have tax evasion problems. Good for her. In real life. Good for her. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I looked that up because, you know, me and taxes. I'm like, hmm. I right. You're like, true. hey, a tax <laughs> angle. I'm going to get in on this. One of, there's a couple, like, things that were said that were really funny. <laughs> there's a whole section 
because Ryan Gosling's Ken, he doesn't do anything other than beach. Yeah. And there's this whole little argument with oh, him God. and Simu Liu where they're going to beat you off. Yeah, they're, I'm going to beat you off. No, I'm going to beat you off. I know. It and goes like, back and oh forth. And then and then Barbie comes in and is like, nobody's beaching anybody off. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing during that scene. Jesus. I mean, it's so goofy, but it was just funny because, you know, that's what he does. He beaches. <laughs> Subversive as fuck. I love it. I love it. There's also at the end. So one of the things that Barbie kind of agrees to do at the end is they're going to allow Ken's to hold some positions of power. Eventually. But it's going to be in the same amount as the reverse in the real world. (laughs) 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 So not very many. Um, But there is a shot of Ken wearing a T-shirt. I love this T-shirt. That says, I'm Kenoff. Yes, not enough, but can enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. I need this shirt. That's <laughs> great. That was fantastic. Yeah, there was another part where Barbie is crying and like her makeup's off and she doesn't feel pretty. It's part that part depression scene right mm-hmm. before the amazing speech that Gloria gives. Yeah, but I love that Helen Mirren, the narrator, comes in and says. Note to the studio, Margot Robbie's probably not the right person to cast to make this point. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I like that they kind of point that out because Margot Robbie is stunning makeup or no makeup. She's very pretty. Yeah, she's a very attractive woman. That is for sure. Yeah. But and (laughs) that is, again, that's a great like little like little dig. Hey, this is probably not the person to make the point, but. You know, here's the point we're making. Here's the point. Yeah, that was Um, good. And the last thing I want to mention is at the end when Barbie's talking with Ruth, and Ruth is kind of asking her what she wants to do. I wonder if this was Greta Gerwig just speaking her own truth. You know, it kind of felt like it to me. Now I don't know that for sure, but when I heard it and then when I read it back, I'm like, God, this sounds like maybe the director talking here. But Barbie says, I want to be a part of the people that make meaning, not the thing that's made. I want to do the imagining. I don't want to be the idea. Hmm. And I, I really kind of like that. That's you know? yeah. I like that too. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That was good. So Yeah. I think the best monologue in this whole thing though, was America Ferreira's. Oh, that was Gloria. amazing. That I, was... I, was kind of getting goosebumps and stuff just because it's like somebody on the screen. And I've heard other shows and and movies where stuff like this is said, but this was like all in once in somebody just being absolutely frustrated and just laying it all out. Yeah. You know, the you have to be pretty, but you can't be too pretty. You have to be smart, but you can't be too smart. This is what women deal with mm-hmm. all the time. Right. It's just this stupid balancing act. And we get questioned about things that men would never get questioned on. And it's really frustrating. You know, you know, for me, in the career that I have, and that you know, I'm in accounting and tax field, and there's times I've got over 20 years of experience. I have three different licenses. I I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I will have people question me because, you know, maybe you should go ask the male. I've had we've had people that would rather 
talk to you about a situation than me. <laughs> They're barking and, up the wrong tree. And you have six years of experience and no license. And I'm not trying to say you don't know how to do the taxes, but you are not to the level I'm at. I, and it's really look, maddening for me that this is what I have to deal with, yeah. you know? Look, I don't, <laughs> you can say that. I don't care. I, do, I yeah. definitely don't. I have a very basic knowledge of tax anything. Mm-hmm. So... I but get it. anyways, but yes, I, I, I felt this tree. and I, I felt this in my soul and that speech was amazing. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to look it up again because I felt like I just want to read this again. Yeah. I want to read it and just feel it again, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, America Ferreira, man, she fucking nailed that. Yeah. I, like, I felt that. I don't go through any of that. And I was like, God damn, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, she was really, really good. In yeah. this movie, so I feel like Margot Robbie nailed Barbie. Oh, I yeah. mean, she did fantastic. I mm-hmm. thought Ryan Gosling did a great Ken. Oh yeah, I, I, the acting was good. Yeah, really it was top really notch good. in this yeah. movie. I, I love the set pieces. I love the nostalgia in this movie. It, it yeah. was just a lot of fun. Now, I did want to say, so we went to a Friday noon showing, right? And this was the fullest theater we've been in in a long time. Now, yeah. just to say. To the listeners, we normally go during the day or on Monday nights when it isn't that busy because I don't right. really like being in full theaters. But yeah. this was fairly full, almost half, I would say. Yeah. And you were the only man. Every every other seat was filled by a female. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was the only dude there. <laughs> Did I, you uh, feel weird? No. Okay. Why would I feel weird? No, I'm just asking. I mean, if I mean, did it feel weird just being in a movie with, with only women? Only women. No. Well, good. I'm glad it didn't. No. Yeah. No. It didn't feel weird. I'm used to weird situations, so I guess maybe if it did feel weird, it wouldn't have even noticed it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, people should, I mean, people shouldn't, but I could see some, probably some guys maybe would have felt a little awkward about it, but, you know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I I mean, you kind of got teased a little bit, you know, by, you know, a few people when, when we were like going to see Barbie, like, like Miles, our son, you know, he's kind of teasing you and, and, uh, you know, and I told my mom and my friend that we were going, oh, Richard's going to see Barbie, you know, I mean, they just are kind of like, oh, really? A guy's going to see Barbie? I got an open mind, I think, I think. (laughs) Men need to see this movie too. I think I think and it's you more, need to yeah. stop and listen and don't just criticize. Listen, listen to what is being said because my guess is your wife or your girlfriend or your partner, the whatever you've got there, maybe feels the same way. Maybe not willing to say it. Yeah, you never know. I I would argue that this is an imperative movie for men to see. Yeah, I would because if. If you go into it with an open mind, you're going to get a message about something that maybe you don't even think about. Mm-hmm. And you really should be thinking about it because if the women in our lives, our mothers, our daughters, our wives, our sisters, our cousins, our female cousins, our, our transgendered family members, mm-hmm. They experience these things, and if we actually do love them, we need to think about it, and we need to hear it, and we need to reflect on it, and we need to do, we need to do, we need to fucking do better mm-hmm. as men. We have to. Mm-hmm. So that's my piece, and I don't want to overshadow your stuff because this is really, this is the girl power movie, you know, and mm-hmm. and I don't want to overshadow that, but I feel yeah. like that needs to be said. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I just wanted to talk to quit. This is getting a lot of negative 
feedback from men out there yeah. just kind of saying that this is a man-hating movie and I don't look at this as a man-hating movie I uh, look at it as more this is a female empowerment movie I don't see man-hating going on mm-hmm. here I, I see a man who is not sure of himself and by the end is empowered to try and find himself I don't see any man-hating yep yeah I don't either I didn't feel that this movie hated me at all. I didn't feel like it was attacking me. I felt like it pointed out the the bad things on all sides. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't like let Barbie off the hook. Mm-hmm. The idea and the concept of Barbie. It didn't let it off the hook. Yeah. It took that to task as well. Mm-hmm. We have to be better as a society, and that's what this movie's saying. So. I mean, there's nothing, there's no man hating in this movie that I could see. Well, there. I'm glad you agree because that's kind of the stuff I've read. And I'm like, man, I don't see that. So, but there, I could see some people who are insecure, also people who want things to be the way they used to be, quote unquote. Where are you know, going with that? I don't really understand. not liking this movie, but that's, that's too bad because maybe they just need to shut their traps and listen a little bit. Well said. All right. Yeah. So any other notes? No, I think I'm good. I've got everything. All right. Covered. Should we do our thing? Yeah. All right. Keep, Renter or Erase, Jen. Tell me why. This is an easy keep for me. I loved this movie. I walked out of this movie feeling good. Like, I felt good nice. walking out of this movie. And it had so much nostalgia in there for me. You know, me being somebody who did play with Barbies, I recognize these toys. I love the set piece. I felt like I maybe was in a Barbie toy. You know, like a, a toy world. Like, you get your houses around and stuff. It was It was fun. There was some comedy in there. There was very important messages in here. Mm-hmm. Great acting, great storytelling. Greta Gerwig, I hope you do many more movies because this was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. I am keeping this. I can't, I can't wait to see it again. We are buying this one. I want to see it again. I hope it comes in a pink case. All right. What well, would you? Okay, so I am somewhere between rent and keep. Mm-hmm. I think... I lean more towards keep because of the importance of the message in this. A lot of comedies are not rewatches for me, mm-hmm. but this I think has more to it. It's not just a comedy. This is a comedy with a message to tell us something important to tell us. So I think I, it would be a keep for me, not as strong a keep for you because I don't have the nostalgia for mm-hmm. it, yeah. but there's enough comedy here to go around. I mean, we're going to get, we get to see the Ken's, riding horses and they're doing the fucking Monty Python, you know, gallop. And I just, I like, you look, laughed through quite a bit. Of I, this yeah, thing. I laughed a lot in this yeah, movie. It was yeah. a very funny movie. And again, Greta Gerwig, I'm sorry that I haven't seen Lady Bird yet, but I will get that. I will get right the fuck on that. So yeah, so it's keep from me. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So what is next? We've done Oppenheimer. We've done Barbie. How can we possibly follow these up? All right, the next movie we are going to cover is Meg 2, The Trench. Oh, God. Okay, look, I <laughs> okay. I hate Jason Statham. I hate Jason Statham. I, I think he's a terrible actor. I really actor. enjoyed The Meg, though. The Meg was hysterical. It was good. It was great. I like, mean, for, for just being a goofy shark movie, I've watched that a few times. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It leaned it like, look, Jaws was Jaws, right? The Meg leans into the whole, like, Jaws movies are goofy as fuck now. 
Mm-hmm. And leans right into it. I mean, this dude had a fist fight with a shark. Yeah. <laughs> Not just any shark. A gigantic shark. At like, f- yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Fine. Let's I have go. a feeling this might not be as good as the first one. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So next week, right here on the couch, Jason Statham in the Meg. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.